Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's Coffee with Kira. This is a podcast recorded by the founders, Jose and Krishna. At Kira Market, we fundamentally believe we're changing the way that you experience food forever. We connect you to local professional chefs, creating unique and healthy food experiences that fit your taste buds and goals. We're releasing a new service very soon that we think is going to revolutionize the way you think about food forever. So follow us on Instagram at Cura Market to be one of the first to try. Today we're sitting down with another very special chef, Chef Mayela. One of the first chefs to join Cura Market, Chef Mayela is based in Miami, Florida and is also a yogini. We're going to be connect- talking to her about the connection between mind and food and how our mental states can actually influence our reaction to food. We learned a ton this episode. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks, Chef Mayela, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, Jose and Krishna, for inviting me. Chef, so Mayela, if you can uh, just introduce yourself to everyone and let everyone know a little bit more about yourself and what got you started with Conscious Spoon, your, your meal prep company. Yes, um, I'm Chef Mayela. I'm Venezuelan. I've been living in the United States for about 18 years. And I am the chef and owner of Conscious Spoon, and we um, specialize in healthy food. Wonderful, <laughs> very healthy food and very tasty food. I've had it myself, and would you say that it's 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 very? How would you describe it? Pure, simple, like clean eating. Is that what you would say? Yeah, it's uh, my food is very simple, very you can say like almost like very humble. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much. Um, respecting the flavor of each ingredient and putting them together without changing them. And you do, you're also a meditation instructor. Could you, so what's the connection between food and meditation in your, in your mind? Well, that if you're given certain food, but you don't know why you're eating them, you're most probably going to like put a lot of thought or emotion into it and disconnect and somehow or connect towards others. So if you learn meditation, you're going to be more in touch with your physical body and the actual needs. And also if you are exposed to education or, mm-hmm. or guidance, you're going to receive this food better. Yeah. That's beautiful. I actually, I used to work in a neuroscience lab in New York and uh, they really, they, they, the professor started a company called Calliope and they're studying the gut brain access pathway. Um, so I think there there's over the next few years, we're going to f- see a lot of innovation and in how the food is actually affecting your brain and vice versa. It is. It's beautiful that we have this, this uh, resource and so heating, but it's, it's available for everybody. Yeah. It's a little it's a little secret key. And how does it work usually? Like when your a client orders the meal and then also gets a meditation or do they do it do they order it separately? Well, um I I have a special going on right now. So with buying any of the products from from the meal shares, the weekly meal shares that we offer, you get a free meditation for, for thirty minutes, the introduction. And then okay. if you like to proceed, then we can like set up a plan for you. But, um, yeah, we don't talk about the food when we do the meditation. We just talk about techniques. And okay. I tell you really quick how to, you know, start practicing them. And they're going to help you without you even noticing. I love that. I love that. And it, how long are the meditation sessions usually? 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes. And then we can set up like a, 
a plan if you want, if you would like to continue. So that would be like an hour, hour sessions every week or two times a week. Is it difficult for some people? Have you, like, how do you, have you gotten some people who have a hard time staying the whole 30, 40 minutes? Uh, you know, some people are very anxious and they just, they want to take a meditation class and be like, oh, it's magic, I'm going to change my life and I'm going to be enlightened in one class. And, you know, for that people, it's a little hard. Or some people say, oh, I don't feel anything. So if you're looking for the results, it's also not, not the good thing for you. It's a practice and you need to cultivate and it also gives you a lot of patience which is great in this time of, of the world <laughs> yeah i can say from personal experience if you do it right it it, it works i mean i mean I, I i hesitate um on saying doing it right because there's so many ways to do it i know that can be controversial but i'm just what i just want to say is that i've sat down for 40 minutes and i, I can really feel the, the the impact afterwards like i feel much more at peace um but anyway you know you know, you know, there's so many techniques. So we'll, 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 Krista and I can't wait to, to take another class with you. Yes, yes, of course, of course. So I want to ask you, oh, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> now it's just saying, as long as you do it with all your heart, then you're doing it correctly. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, when did you start Conscious Spoon? I start Conscious Spoon in 2012 but officially incorporated in 2017. And we've been, you know, having like a more constant uh, client some flow of clients since 2017 when we incorporated, but it's, it's been with me for quite a while. Amazing. So, uh, so what was the inspiration behind it? I know the name has a, it's a very cool name, Conscious Spoon, but I believe there's a meaning behind it, right? Well, the, first of all, the more humble ingredient and the most, the most humble um, object in the kitchen is the, the spoon. So it feeds you like when you're sick. And so it's like one special part of the kitchen that I really like. And then I guess conscious because I really wanted to, to share my experience and how I was being more conscious of everything around me. So the more conscious you are about everything, the better decisions, you know, for, for your health. I guess that was what it was behind it. Makes sense. It makes sense. Be more conscious and of the food that you're eating with Mayela. <laughs> and Beautiful. Why did, when did you become a chef? Um, 2004. I was tired of, mm -hmm. like, not, not, I wasn't very happy with, where my career was going and I decided to, you know, take another, take another chance in something else. And I, I, I've always been very uh, hands-on in everything. And I wanted to do something that involved me physically, like all of me and like get excited and get, get dirty, whatever, I guess. And I went to culinary school. So, and I, I loved it. It was amazing. I went to, to the school, but I worked in the business just for a little bit and then I dedicated to something else. And when I found yoga, I merged my two passions together. And this is what's conscious. And it's so special because I have, we haven't met any other chef that's doing what you're doing. Uh, you've also worked with a clinic, right? You've worked with a doctor for over eight years. Yeah. Like uh, eight years on and off. Mm -hmm. um, he's like my mentor. I can say almost, because he is a medical doctor with 
bunch of certificates and I worked hand in hand with him and he trusted me a lot to create diets for the patients based on their, you know, um, results on their physical conditions, like high blood pressure and cholesterol and these and that. So I would put all of that together and, you know, add other cool stuff like food intolerances and things that weren't especially good for each person. So I, I get to do that work and I enjoy a lot. Any specific diets or it was, it was very balanced? It wasn't just veganism. It wasn't just plant-based. It was a little bit of everything. I don't know. It was not plant-based. I would just literally create the whole week for my patients. I would, I would plan. I would do like a planner for okay. my patients with them. Mm-hmm. We would do it together. I am not a doctor. I am not a dietitian. I'm just gonna help you do what the doctor tells you. Read this list and go <laughs> and go easy. So let's do it together. And that's, this is actually how Conscious Point started because the menu that I decided to start sharing it was basically a menu that covers a lot of uh, you know problems and it's very basic. It doesn't get any better than that. But if you want to like be like go towards vegetarian or plant based, that was something. That's something personal. I love that. I love that. Is there any music that you listen to while you cook? Depending on the mood that I am. Yeah, depends on your mood. Yeah, if I need Michael Jackson, or sometimes I need a song cubano, and I put it. Or I love ballet music, like a mm. piano only, like very dramatic. I love that when I'm cooking. <laughs> it helps me a lot. Makes Do you like? passionate about what I'm doing. <laughs> I love that. Do, do you recommend that when people eat your meals, they listen to the same music? I think when people eat my meals, uh, sometimes they should not listen to anything. <laughs> they should be in silence when you're eating, actually. Mm. In the I, moment of eating, I, I recommend you turn it off and stay like this. Mm. So you listen to your emotion and if you are not hungry, you don't eat, or you eat very slowly. You know, like don't get confused with other music outside. I love that. Okay. Um, so I gotta ask you. You know, COVID nineteen. So many restaurants are closed, and we we work with people that work out of commercial kitchens. Um, what do you think it's going to take for a chef to get a Michelin star out of a commercial kitchen? The whole experience, yes, from the moment that they purchase. So what's involved in it? Wow, yeah, I think, yeah, what you guys are asking me is super cool because it's going to have to change. Everything is going to have to change. And maybe that changes too. So, yeah, the experience, definitely. From the minute that the person purchase, you know, the follow-up and the connection, and it's very important not to lose the connection with the person, you know. This is why sometimes it's very good to to don't be so big but mm -hmm. you can you know work with your group and do it together which uh, commercial kitchen are you working out of now mk mk it's called um the incubator the kitchen incubator okay it's oh. owned by a very good friend of mine uh that we used to um be in this band really yeah <laughs> he used to play like the drums I, I think and I, I was singing when I was younger here in Miami it was like a typical Venezuelan music and now Wait. he owns this kitchen Miami kitchen incubator that's uh -huh. yeah I, we, we, yeah we know it's the owner is Danny Diego 
Chichi. Chichi? Oh. Oh, well, I don't know what his name is. It's Chichi. That's oh, how Chichi. we call him. Okay. Uh, he's the owner. He's the owner. I believe maybe he have a partner. This mm -hmm. is why you didn't meet him. Uh, but yeah, he's but doing. He's doing this very cool. What he's doing. So it's it's pretty new, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because all the other commercial kitchens are not so warm, and they don't have this uh, feeling of sharing. You know, you just. Um, Pay for the hour and leave everything clean and you don't usually see, you know, but this one is different. So I guess it's something very nice that he's doing for, for the community. And do you think you'll, you'll test out new recipes or new brands even? Because that's, an, I think, um, what's super interesting about commercial kitchens that you can come out with new brands pretty quickly because you don't, you're not paying for a, you know, a brick and mortar, right? You're, yeah, you're not, you're not getting married with. Uh, you know, a physical place like a restaurant and decorating. Yeah, it's it's like honestly like an incubator. It's like a lab. Right. So it gives you the freedom to try and test, and if it doesn't work, then it's just gonna do something else. This is like uh, the ghost restaurants that are mm -hmm. happy right now are happening right now. Do you like what's going on? Are you worried, or do you like where the industry is going? I really, I really love restaurants, and I believe the restaurant is like going to a play. You know, like a theater play. Mm -hmm. walking you you see everything how you feel what how does it smell uh you know your your emotions it gets to your emotions the music the people the vibe of the servers everything has a little bit that the chef or the owner wants to uh you know communicate with you so it would be very sad to see the restaurants collapse in the world <laughs> but we need to ad adapt to anything that happens to to continue the, the the human race, so whatever it takes, we will make it happen as much as better as we can. I guess through delivery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. I absolutely love restaurants. Also, I think it's. I think they're going to come back. I just don't know when. Mm -hmm. Do you have a relationship with uh, restaurants here in Miami with a few restaurant owners? I love Pinch. Is also owned by a very good friend of me from since childhood. Well, he actually is not, um, you know, in the restaurant anymore, but he opened it. And then he decided to take another way. Pero it's an amazing place. If you have, if you guys haven't been there, I recommend it. And the vibe and everything super cool. And I love Ghee. Haven't been there either. Uh, it's an Indian kitchen and. It's not vegetarian, uh, but it's super amazing how they use all these herbs and local. They use everything. They, ha they own a farm. So just imagine how much freedom they have there and the chef to create things from scratch, from their own thing. It's amazing. I love mandolin as well. Oh. I think the restaurants are like more like the overall. Mm, very cool. Yeah, Jose, uh, ghee is actually almost a butter-like substance that they put on top of naan and roti in India. And it's used as, as almost like butter in Indian food. Um, interesting name for a restaurant. <laughs> yes, and it's yellow, so it's perfect. Only the name like, makes you so happy. I love ghee. I can take a spoonful of ghee every day. Oh, it's also Ayurvedic and medicinal if used 
in the correct way at the correct times. Uh, it's, um, it's butter, but they separate the milk solids of the butter and it's, it leaves you the clarified butter. We also use it in, in culinary school. I went to French culinary school. So uh, Fran the French chefs, they don't cook with oil. They cook with ghee, they with clarified butter. So the smell always re reminds me of school. Mm. Nice. It's amazing. Nostalgia. But, but you got to be very um, conservative with the amounts that you have it. It's not the healthiest. It's not the no. healthiest thing out there. <laughs> Don't drink it like me. <laughs> but I mean, while we're talking about diets and what's healthy and what's not, what's your? What would you say? What do you tell people when it comes like regarding diets? Because you've worked with physicians, dietitians, you've cooked over ten thousand healthy meals. So, yeah, what what would you? How would you explain what diets right for certain people? I think it's the best is non-processed foods puts that you know what it is and you just put it in the heat or process it or dehydrate it or pickled it whatever you want to do but try to be very involved in it instead of buying something processed mm -hmm. and um make sure it's organic and it comes from the best source as possible a lot of people not even believing in this this is just a sticker but it's um you know you have to believe in it and you have to, um, you know, take a leap of faith for other people that are doing right too. So it's better quality, it's better for you. I love that. I love it. How do you measure the quality when, when you see a meal? Okay, you can start getting involved mm -hmm. in your community and start, uh, you know, visiting the fresh market around mm -hmm. your community. And this is the way that you're gonna start, you know, smelling. Okay, let me, let, me, let me see what I feel, you know? And also also there is a USDA organic and there's a bunch of the stamps, but you gotta follow your God and, you know, be involved and don't go to the big corporation that we all don't wanna say a name, but, uh, you know, start getting involved with, uh, with having more um, shown to you than just what is in the, in the picture. Those are the yeah. things, you know, out there. Connect to your local farmers. Yeah, just be, yeah, cook, uh, uh, buy local. Open your eyes, open your open eyes. Your eyes. <laughs> it's not only go to the supermarket and buy. Mm -hmm. Be involved, you know. I, I would say this is, this is what you can trust. Yeah, I think you once told me, Maela, that uh, the, best, the best way to judge whether good food is or, or whether food is good or bad is with your eyes. Just look at it. If you know where it's coming from, that's that's the best way of judging it. And probably if it's simple too, right? Like if it's not too many condiments and you know exactly what you're eating. That's what I love about your meals because I am definitely your target audience. You, It's very straightforward. It's very straightforward what you're getting. Um, and I like to know exactly what I'm putting in my body. And that's yeah, that's what I love about your meals. But Krishna, so do we have time for one more question? Uh, yeah, we've got time for one more question. So, Mayela, we wanted to get your opinion. You know, we talked a little bit about the food industry. Where do you think the food industry is heading? And where would you like it? You know, what would you like to change in it in the next five years? Uh, I think more and more people are learning how to cook. And every home is becoming a restaurant and should become a restaurant. So between people involved in their families' 
food and diets. And, you know, the, the companies that are very honest delivering, like, very straightforward food, I think that that would be the, the industry of um, healthy food, mm-hmm. you know, pervading and, and actually continuing. And, of course, there's always going to be junk food and mm-hmm. bad food out there very available and very easy and very inexpensive for everybody to grab but you know both they're both going to be there it's the the balance of life <laughs> <laughs> and you think you can still is it possible to still cook healthy food without lo- losing the art of cooking because i know passionate chefs when it comes to you know getting to the michelin stage totally. it's no, all no. about the art right but totally Mm-hmm. The chef that is uh, still not seeing that, it's completely blind and it's going to get sick. And I have a lot of friends that are having, uh, they're like famous chefs that are having anxiety problems and like Bell's palsy and mm. inflammation and, um, you know, things happen to them because you have to start exploring other other things. And the food can be amazing as well. And you can put all your you know, all your techniques and everything that as a chef you want to show, yeah. but you can do it differently. Love that. A, a new wave of chefs. Yes. Let's do it. And, and I love on, it. On the weekend, we can do something amazing that is not so healthy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> balance <laughs> is very important. It's balance is very important. Maybe one day, if we do it like that, organically, maybe one day we don't need it anymore. But until we need it, we do it. And we do the, the not so healthy. Once Couldn't have said it any better myself. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to episode two of Coffee with Kura, the connection between the food and the mind with Chef Maella. In the next episode, we talked to Chef Rude about juicing. And guess what? We named it Juice with Kura instead of Coffee with Kura. You can check out Chef Maella and Chef Rude on gokura.co. I wanted to take this opportunity to thank Clifford from The Sane Show, another podcast on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Clifford helped us organize Coffee with Kura. We'll see you in episode three.